the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Roberto Negro. Money investing in more, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Current market conditions, no doubt. We can talk about the sins that people make when it comes to investing. It's great to be good. It's wonderful to be nice. But every now and then we get naughty and we make mistakes. And I think that's one of the bigger things that we need to start figuring out and stop doing. Growing older usually means getting more disciplined financially. Some millennials say they aren't quite there yet. And this isn't just for millennials. I try to do this show for Generation X, a little bit of baby boomers. But I do try to focus on the mistakes that we've made so we can all learn from it and maybe pass some of these ideas on to each other. Nearly one in three millennials say they have spent money budget for other things on themselves. Uh-oh. Thou shall not spend thy investment piggy bank, Right. They're more than twice as likely to do so than Generation Xers, and they're almost eight times more likely than baby boomers. <clears throat> so there's something called an emergency fund. You're supposed to have somewhere between two to six months of cash in hand that you're going to use in case of an emergency. For instance, and this is, you know, I'm taking this millennial data and I'm extrapolating it onto something else. I'm kind of franken-weening it together, which for the record was a pretty disturbing movie if you're a kid. Dog gets hit by a car. Little kid gets upset. He decides to put the dog back together with various parts and such. And uh, it's not a kid's movie, in my opinion. Not a kid's movie. So your emergency money. I just got back from a trip, and I don't know. I don't know if I was just punch drunk from flights. I don't know what it was. But uh, I turned on my TV, and I was like, you look beautiful, TV. Like the resolution look. I mean, I didn't watch TV. I was in a foreign land, and I didn't watch TV. And long story short, my TV looked really crisp. It looked really clear. I was like, "Whoa, that's pretty nice." Now, every now and then, come Super Bowl time, and I see these ads for fifty-five inch TV, sixty-inch TV, sixty-five inch TV. I'm like, I don't even need that, you know. In hindsight, I have a little bit of a buyer's regret that I got a 50-inch TV last time around, and I maybe a 52, and like it could fit a 55, 57. I would have to take out a wall. I would have to like open up a window to fit anything bigger. But I do every now and then go, I wish I had. I wish I had. And on a vacation, on occasion, um, you know, there's a spa that I just saw that a, a 80-minute back rub cost two hundred and fifty dollars. Or $280. It was more than $3 a minute. I'm like, whoa, that ain't cheap. Um, don't fall asleep during that massage, if you know what I'm saying. Um, so nearly one in three millennials say they've spent money budgeted for other things on themselves. And it's basically a sin, in my opinion. So 
in the end, you can't steal from Peter to pay Paul. And I'm not going to get into a religious argument or make you feel guilty about it. But on occasion during Super Bowl season, when I see these big TVs and I hear about my friends, I've got a friend who has a hundred inch TV in his garage and he calls it the Taj or the Taj Mahal or the Garage Mahal or something along those lines. And in hindsight, I'm like, okay, so when you're 70 and you're living in a trailer, good luck moving that 100-inch TV into the trailer. Millennials have admitted to other big sins, not only just taking money from their emergency funds and spending it on things like TVs or vacations. One-third said they were prone to excessive or frivolous spending. And almost a quarter said they have hidden purchases from a spouse or a partner, a higher rate than the Generation Xers or Boomers. Let's stick with the first one for a second. One-third said they were prone to excessive or frivolous spending. Have you ever been, can you hear this late night TV commercial now? Have you ever been prone to excessive or frivolous spending? Do you need help? Yes. 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 I just got a MacBook Pro and instead of getting just a good MacBook Pro, I got a great MacBook Pro. You have to turn it on like a lawnmower. It's got a pull cord on it. It's awesome. It runs on diesel. It's amazing. When people see it at the gym, they're like, can I, can I, can I touch it? And I'm like, no. Uh, but long story short, have you ever done an expensive or frivolous spending? I certainly have. When you get a truck and you go, I'd kind of like the leather seats. Don't leather seats in truck kind of like, kind of conflict with one another. Isn't a truck used for like hauling around dirt and mud and building supplies and climbing over mountains and doing manly things? Getting old stinks. I was on vacation. I had my shirt off and someone someone laughed at my body. I was body shamed. But I digress. Have you, have you ever done anything that was excessive or frivolous? And of course you have. And that's considered a sin in the world of finances. Now, a quarter of people, have you ever hidden purchases from a spouse or a partner? And millennials do it more so than Generation Xers or baby boomers. Now, obviously, you can get into the dark, dark, dark side and go, yes, honey, um, I went to Vegas, I went to Reno, and I spent money gambling. I, I took money out of our bank account. Sure, there's that. But there's also the, the situations where, you know, are, that are much lighter or much easier, where you just wanted, you know, something new, a new pair of shoes, a new jacket, um, you know, a, a nice dress and you, you end up buying like six of them and you know, you're going to return five, but then you return four. So not only does that hit the frivolous, but it also maybe hit something that you're hiding from the other person. There's silly rules out there. And one of the rules is called the 50, 20, 30, which puts 50% of your income towards essentials like housing, groceries, and debt, 20% towards savings, which is fantastic if you can do it. And 30% towards discretionary purchases and other wants. The problem with this is it runs into the reality world of 50% into housing, groceries, and debt payments. It doesn't take a rocket scientist, genius, uh, mobile application developer, um, enlightened soul to know that 50% of your income in some parts of the United States is, isn't real to put into housing. Just housing before you even get in groceries and debt. Because don't forget when you make a dollar, you know, the federal government goes, we want 25% of that. And then the state government says, we want 10% of that. Social Security is like, we want 5% of that. Um, disability, we, we want to know our percent of that. And then you'd like, you're like, what do I have left? What do I have left? <laughs> um, and it's not much. 
And then there's a sales tax on top of it of anything you spend. So 50% of your income towards essentials like housing, groceries, and debt payments. And in the Bay Area, across the United States, there's a plague going on right now. And it is a plague. Um, I was recently reviewing my notes for the last year. Toronto housing prices hitting a problem. Vancouver housing prices hitting a problem. London housing prices hitting a problem. Australia prices, uh, housing problems hitting a, uh, housing prices hitting a problem. It's, it's, it's going to be a plague. It is going to be a problem and we're buying at highs right now. It's something we need to be very cautious on because in all of these articles, it says the real estate's growing at 5% in some of these markets, sometimes faster, but incomes are growing at 2% or less in these markets. And in the end, those are the two correlating factors. Yes, you can get some savvy investors. Yes, you can get situations like that. But investors eventually want to turn it into flipping into rents. That ain't going to work either. Hey, everyone, guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> Rob Black is back. Shady's back. Tell a friend. So, yes, yes, yes. Uh, find out more about me at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. I always have seminars coming up. You can always use the code RADIO25 to get in. I've created a monster because nobody wants to see Rob Black no more. I'm back. Shady's back. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. One of my favorite movies is Field of Dreams because I have daddy issues. I do have daddy issues and I readily admit that and I've done a ton of therapy in my life. Um, my relationships with women have been failures a lot of times. Um, a lot of them have added up to basically nothing. Um, I was married once for less than a year um, as I fell in love with someone who was pretty and who had a great emotional outside, but inside was a mess and a great physical outside, but she's pretty good on the inside too. Um, but I do have daddy issues, and I really relate to the movie Field of Dreams, and every Father's Day I watch that, and I, I cry at the end. Um, when you learn phrases like, you know, we just don't recognize life's most significant moments while they're happening. We think that there'll be other days. I didn't realize that was the only day. Um, that was Archie Moonlight Graham, who got to play baseball once, and he got into the ninth inning and got to play the field, I think, and... He was fourth up to bat, and the guy before him struck out, so he never got his chance to hit. And then after that, he went on to be a doctor, and like he was a great doctor. Um, you know, would I build a football field instead of a baseball field? Maybe I don't know. Would I build a soccer pitch instead of a football baseball field? Maybe I don't know. Um, but if you build it, he will come. Uh, you have to ease his pain. And it could be again. You gotta go the distance. People will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. Was it heaven? Was it where dreams came true? What was it? Should his daughter have died eating a hot dog? That would have made the movie a lot better for me. Because I don't like hot dogs. I don't even know what's in that thing. Long before hot dogs were made to be healthier, that was a bad time for hot dogs. Anyhow, I did a show called Stock Talk from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. I do it on Mondays and Thursdays, and there's some best of on Fridays from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Check it out. Um, I do want to change the topic ever so slightly and tell you I, I do have daddy issues, and I, I stand by that. But I want to talk a little Toys R Us. They're restructuring their debt. They've hired an attorney. Bankruptcy filing is an option. If this doesn't make you sad, what would? 
Do you remember that moment in your childhood? And again, I'm, this is the childhood Rob's going to cry segment. There's the monkey with the symbols. He sits on my nightstand every night and does that. And he lets out a crazy monkey laugh. <laughs> Come play. I've got a clown who wants to see you. Um, but deadlines are looming right now for Toys R Us. And what's up with that giraffe? What's up with the giraffe with toys? I don't get it. But Toys R Us was like a mecca. It was a pilgrimage that young kids would go to during the holiday season. It was almost like being a candy store, but it was a toy store. Um, Toys R Us had a particularly poor showing this year. The retailer has a net loss of $164 million. Again, it's too big of a store. It's being Amazon in the fact that they've got retail. Toys R Us has acknowledged that it fell behind the digital curve at a time when more consumers are shopping online. I don't even want to go. Um, I see kids today getting on YouTube and going, look at this cool toy. And some dad, who's the creepy dad that unboxes toys? Okay, guys, are you excited? I've got the brand new Lego Monster Chompinator 2000 I'm about to open. Look at it! Oh, my God, I need batteries! There's YouTube videos just like that. So I don't ever have to go to Toys R Us ever, never again. And I probably never, ever will. So the stock is dead to me. The idea is dead to me. I don't even go towards it. Um, I'll have toys come to me after watching YouTube videos of creepy dads show, opening the toys. And now, there seems to be no of- sign of intelligent life anywhere. Hello? Oh, yeah! Ah! Whoa! Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Did I frighten you? Didn't mean to. Sorry. Howdy. My name is Woody, and this is Andy's room. How much does Disney make on merchandise? How much do you think off the toys from Pixar's Toy Story and things like that? It's crazy. Um, So the movies don't have to be a success as much as the merchandise has to be a success. Um, Back in 2014, Disney pulled in $41 billion in merchandise. Whether it's Disney... Princesses, dresses, Pixar's tunes, Lucas's film Star Wars, Marvel superheroes. They pull in billions, $41 billion three years ago. And they come out with Cinderella and Inside Out and Big Hero 6, The Avengers, Star Wars, Star Wars Episode 7, Star Wars Episode 8, Star Wars Episode 9. And it's all about the merchandise. Disney is now the new evil empire. They've replaced Microsoft. Kid gets on one of their rides. It's the happiest place in the world. And his arm gets torn off. CEO is like, hey, kid, you want a stuffed Mickey Mouse? Child gets eaten by an alligator at one of their resorts. Disney CEO Michael Eisner comes in and goes, Mom, Dad, would you like a brand new... Darth Vader figurine that shows the new snow troopers. So, if you ever pay attention to Disney, pay attention to their merchandise. I once saw someone, and this makes me upset. I once saw someone go into a Disney store and steal a lot of stuff and run out. I still think about that today. Disney pulls in over $3 billion a year on the Disney Princess franchise. 26,000 Mickey Mouse Club ears are sold every day 
um, which is crazy. Um, over 2.5 million mouse ears are sold each year at Walt Disney World. Three million Disney character T-shirts are sold each year. 98% awareness of the character Mickey Mouse amongst children between the ages of 3 and 11. They own our children. If your child doesn't know who Mickey Mouse is, there's a chance that he might have been switched at birth. Maybe dad was babysitting and dad might have dropped him once or twice. If your kid doesn't know who Mickey Mouse is, there's a chance that there's something wrong. Something must be wrong with you. 96% of moms are aware. 94% of girls 9 to 11 are aware of Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. We'll get well if you clap your hands. Um, Beauty and the Beast, think of the Broadway show. I mean, it's crazy, right? How dominant that they are on so many levels. Disney, not Disney, but Walmart has a list of 25 hot toys for the year. You should go Google 25 hot toys of the year for Walmart. There's some fingerling toys. Obviously, a lot of apps are out there. There's Num Noms Nail Polish Maker. There's Soggy Doggy Board Game. There's the Frozen Sleigh. There's the Monster Jam. Grave Digger, Grave Digger, 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 Digger. Wheels, 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 wheels. Trucks, 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 trucks. Um, Disney, Pixar, Cars 3, Ultimate Florida Speedway, and much, much more. Sign up for any events coming up at robblackshow.com using the code RADIO25 to get in for free. And Disney Junior, Doc McStuffins, Baby, all in one nursery. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Apple's push into augmented reality with the iPhone 10. You saw a glimpse of it with Pokemon Go a few years back that has pulled in billions of dollars in virtual currency. These concepts are all kind of just crazy to talk about. Pokemon Go, there was like these creatures that were running around. You could use your phone's camera and they would superimpose the creature on your camera. So if you're facing the camera at your friend Elizabeth, you can put a creature on top of her head, throw a Pokeball at it. And Pikachu! Pikachu! Um, so you get the idea of cameras with superimposed images. Um, now you're going to see Apple's iPhone 10 kind of take that to the next level where the room, the things that we've seen so far in augmented reality, companies like Ikea saying, take a picture of um, your living room, bring it to the store or come to the store and grab a code, go home and see what that couch will look like in your living room. See what that bed would look like in your bedroom. Um, kind of cool. You get where it's going at. Is this game changer? It's moving in the right direction. Nearly half of Americans um, make up 50% of all Americans. It's one of my favorite, favorite statistics of all time. And it's 120% true. You know, there's you can't run 120% faster. Uh, anyway, retail. We've heard stories about companies like Macy's and Nordstrom's and Banana Republic, all struggling with people coming into their stores. And a lot of people are buying from different brands of Amazon a lot of their clothes now. And often I kind of joke, but I'm not kidding. Um, 
my jeans are diesels. I get them typically through Amazon or through, you know, Google Shopping. My belt I got through Amazon. My socks I got through Amazon or Costco online. My shoes I got through Nike.com. So most of what I'm wearing has been bought online. Except for the shirt. So here's where they're going to get me with the shirt. Shirts scare me. I've got 10 pounds of pudge here or there, depending on which part you poke. But I love the idea, and this kind of started coming to me the other day, when uh, someone makes a, a wireless scale now, where you go wireless. Scales are always wireless. They're just tied towards batteries, right? No, no, wireless is in... You can tap it once or twice with your foot, and it knows you're the male in the relationship. And when you're done weighing yourself, it could text it to your phone. Kind of cool, but do we need it? Probably not. But the whole idea of a wireless scale, why not look at some other things in your house? We already have wireless thermostats. I've got a Nest. It saves me money. I'm thrilled with it. When I go skiing, there's a Nest at the Lodge where... The family that owns the place can turn it up or turn it down based on, oh, someone's arriving at 1, I'll turn up the heat for them. Oh, they're leaving, I'm going to turn it down. Oh, it's freezing, I'm going to turn the heat up so the pipes don't freeze. All done remotely and wirelessly. So what other devices can we have? We already have speakers that are wireless. Um, <clears throat> we're not quite there with the TV yet. We're getting there, but we're not quite there yet. Um, how about a wireless mirror? Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? But of course you, Robert. Senior Black. I'm dead sexy. And um, I'm like, Mirror, should I, save a, should I shave a little of my chest hair? Oh, no, no, no. It's very masculine. Mirror, should I say, shave... Should I shave the hair on the bottom of my feet? And the mirror goes... Bleh! <laughs> Starts vomiting. So I like the idea of a wireless mirror. I've already got the patent on it, so screw you guys who are going to try to steal it from me. But here's where I like it. I can open up my app. It can tap into my mirror, and it could, I can stand in front of the mirror with uh, topless. I know. Zooby, zoopy, zoo. I can have a little time by myself with myself. I can light the candles grab a glass of wine shirtless I could look at myself and go mmm you look good you look good like a succulent baby lamb so with my wireless mirror what I could do I am a succulent baby lamb maybe that's the truth okay so the wireless mirror kills zoopy zoopy zoo I can't, I can't focus I'm thinking about how sexy I am when I hear that song it's can't stand it true. so I like the idea of I've lost some weight recently, so I'm less pudgy, less puffy. Well, hey there, puffy. Um, I like the idea of a wireless mirror where I can tap my app and then tap the mirror. And I could start shopping at Banana Republic or I can go through a magazine that maybe is wireless and try the different fashions on that I see, you know, the good skinny looking guys and only to learn that that shirt is made for skinny people, which I'm still not. But try on an outfit mix and match accessories then pay for your ensemble all while in your own bedroom 
I like the idea. MasterCard, in collaboration with Marie Claire Magazine, is planning to make that possible. A payment technology company is unveiling a temporary shop in Manhattan next week designed to meld the speed and convenience of online shopping with the experience of browsing in an actual shop. The so-called pop-up shop, which will be dubbed the next big thing, is intended to let MasterCard show what is possible at checkout, offering a glimpse into how traditional stores can stand out in a retail climate. You know, that's been upended by Amazon or been Amazoned, as we're starting to say more and more on an annoying level. So this pop-up shop in New York is going to be open from September 23rd through October 12th. And it's going to feature selfie pay, where you're able to verify your purchase with a selfie. Say what? This is the first time that they're showcasing the combined technologies. The physical source still matters, and by using technologies like this, we can really help retailers start reinventing and re-energizing the physical store environment. The thing that I hate about stores is time. I went to get, um, and this is just interesting of note, not wildly interesting. I went to get the coffee bean the other day, and I'm in the parking lot, and uh, I see 20 people walk through the door, like a group of realtors or a group of some, a herd of people. And I'm like, well, I'm not going there. So the idea of waiting in line is a physical turnoff to me. It's the idea of a pop-up store where I can grab, you know, try on a shirt do a selfie and the shirt's mailed to me. I don't have to put it in a bag. I don't have to wait for the person to like go, would you like to get on our mailing list? Would you like to sign up for a credit card? It's 20% off today. It's pterodactyl retail person. I'm not Anyhow, and anyway, the whole physical store thing, it matters, but I like the pop-up physical side of it and like the wireless mirror. I love the concept. We're years away from it. But have you heard the commercial for the... Um, untucked shirt I'm like what the hell is an untucked shirt I keep hearing commercials for it I like to see it on me before buying it because I don't really like the process of returning stuff visitors to the pop-up shop and this is the pop-up shop this is not the wireless mirror can download an app that allows them to input their payment information as well as book appointments with Neiman Marcus stylists who are available on site each piece of clothing has an electronic tag embedded in the label so that when you're in the fitting room, the mirror will recognize what you're trying on and then display it. Eh? Eh? You with me? Now you're getting somewhere. So the smart mirror will allow customers to adjust sizes or view different colors. It will suggest a pair of shoes, a belt, or other accessories that go well with it. Now we're talking, baby. Do you remember when you would go into like a, a store and you'd like try out a shirt and the person would be like, Would you like a credit card? pterodactyl retail person and you're like no just leave me alone and they're like you know i have this shirt and you're like you're five foot one you're a woman i'm six two i'm a man there's no chance you have this shirt and she goes well my boyfriend has i didn't you know he, there's a really cute belt that goes with it and you're like it's a shirt it doesn't need a belt but show it to me anyway so she goes to grab the belt and like all that could be done on a smart mirror when you're ready to buy, instead of trudging to a checkout counter, you simply touch the item's image on the mirror, tap checkout, and the shirt or jacket is automatically moved to a cart on the mobile device where you can complete the purchase and uh, have it sent home to you. Customers also won't have to wait until the store opens to make a purchase. If you're strolling by and see an item in the window, how much is that dog in the window? Woof, woof. So if they've got a doggy in the window, you can tap the glass to select it. A cart's going to appear. You'll enter your phone number right on the window. You'll receive a text that will provide you to a link to a mobile site where you can make that payment. This is the future of retail. 
Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. Anyway, um, it's some pretty cool stuff. Getting a text with a link to buy something that you see in a mirror in a window. Retailers have shown that they're eager to set, accept new payment concepts and to engage customers in new ways. And it's, you know, whether it's motorists who are prepaying for gas or smart refrigerators that allow customers to automatically order groceries. Retailers have a really strong appetite to try new things, and they're moving quickly. And it's something that you know we're seeing in the here and now as well. Wireless scales beget wireless mirrors. Wireless mirrors beget trying on clothes without having to go to a store. You still can. Equals bigger purchases. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So Wall Street all about supply and demand, but so is life. If everyone wants a stock, it moves higher. When everyone wants to sell a stock, it moves lower. When people want marijuana, there's a price for it. When there's too much of it, it's cheaper. When there's too little of it, it's more expensive. Supply and demand. Um, trucks. There's a big demand for in the United States. People want them. Uh, teeny tiny little gas savers, not so much. So you're able to get the discounts on the, the ones that aren't in heavy demand. You're not able to get discounts on the ones that are in heavy demand. California wildfires have hit the state's marijuana industry. And again, it's a supply and demand issue. They say that pri- the price of marijuana, and who figures this stuff out, could jump as much as 20%. Um, I don't know enough about said cash crop to understand the full damage or anything along those lines. Um, I know more and more states are legalizing recreational use. So I would imagine there's more growing, but I don't know. But that's a supply and demand lesson. Are you with me? Are you against me? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. We're talking stocks and stock talking per se. Um, trying to hit, you know, I hit Netflix pretty well. I hit Ford pretty well. I hit some bank stock ideas. I tried to hit some big picture concepts, uh, in today's show. Uh, make sure you tell friends about the show and pass the word on, so to speak. Um, I'm always interested in growing per se. Um, I don't know how much longer I'm going to do this. because uh, there's always going to be a smarter, faster, younger unicorn. And I'm already kind of tired of the whole unicorn thought process, right? So what shall we do? Um, the Equifax, uh, the Equifax, what shall we say, called Breakdown, is one of the more interesting stories of 2017 as data has kind of been squeezed into the headlines. And social security numbers are stupid. And we all kind of get the idea of it. And I was talking to someone the other day about, you know, the negatives of Equifax. Because everyone wants to talk about the negatives. And I'm sitting there going, okay, if everyone's negative on it, the demand right now for that stock is low. It's dropped billions of dollars in valuation. Like Wells Fargo has dropped billions of dollars in valuation. And yet they're settling for millions. And like, that's a pretty big difference. Now, do you have the courage to buy something like an Equifax or Wells Fargo when there's investigations going on and there's headlines to be made and there's politicians to slam them? It's a good question. 
I don't know if you have the courage for that. That's tough stuff. That's that's like big issue. But I personally think that through tragedy comes something good. Like if you take a look at you know the Santa Rosa fires and houses burning down and memories burning down, there's a lot of room for rebuilding and creating new memories. There's a lot of room for that. There's a lot of room for rebuilding, you know, and fixing some of the mistakes. You know, second relationships and third relationships sometimes work for people because people learn. Not always. Uh, but I don't know where I'm going at with this. <laughs> so 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um, trying to, you know, wrap things up as only I can try to do. And I'm kind of failing at this point in time. I don't like where uh, this is going. Same. I know, I know. So I'm sorry about that. Um, so Equifax, what I think is going to happen out of all the negative publicity and press releases, their house is not going to burn down. It did catch fire. They put it out, and it's ugly right now. Same thing with Wells Fargo. Now, they're two very different pieces. So let's not compare them completely. But let's both say they, you know, Wells Fargo opened fake accounts for people and Equifax had crazy data breaches on something you don't sign up for. And to get back to the social security number is stupid. It's kind of stupid. It's nine digits. Is it nine? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, it's nine. And you know, some of the digits are known tied towards the birth year and things along those lines. Um, some of the blockchain technology and some of the technology that's used to encrypt, we need to get there. We need to get there. In San Bernardino, when there were shooters... And the government grabbed, you know, one of the shooter's phones and said, Apple, we need you to unlock this. And Apple's like, no, no way we do that for you. You're like, really? It's that super encrypted. And then I think at some point in time shortly thereafter, and again, forgive me if I'm wrong on this. Uh, I think the government paid someone to break, basically jailbreak or break into the phone, right? Hopefully it wasn't as easy as it, it sounds <laughs> the way I just summed that up. Uh, but... I think something good's going to come out of all this, and maybe we'll stop naively saying... I mean, back in Virginia, when I lived in Virginia 15-plus years ago, there was a, a huge problem that your driver's license number was your Social Security. So if you dropped your driver's license, you know, in a, if you dropped your wallet somewhere, they had a lot of information on you. And we're already hearing now that because of Equifax and Home Depot and Target's been hacked so many times, all these companies... So many different ones have been hacked, not repetitively. That your information's out there from your birth date to probably half your passwords that you typically use again and again and again and again, which you should change them all, you know, four times a year or at least once a year. Um, but maybe some good will come out of all this, and maybe that's the opportunity to buy when no one wants them because they're ugly. Uh, maybe there'll be some good dreams and some good foundations still there that we can, you know, pack into that house down the road. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.